The Koi Gig Pod has made a new signing. Your goalkeeping coach is your god. Emma Byrne is joining Kathleen and Karen this season. Keep up to date with all the WSL action every Tuesday and subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. This is News Talk. Now then, you're very welcome along. So, a uh, busy show this evening, really great lineup this evening. We have Dr. Mickey Collins, who's in town for a conference at UCD at the weekend. He is a renowned expert in concussion and uh, very much the treatment of it as well. So, he is live in studio this hour, and we're going to have uh, hopefully a very informative chat with him. We have Andy Dunn on Wednesday Night Rugby, also live in studio. Uh, on the football show then 10 years ago David Cameron uh, the 12th of September 2012 he apologised for the multiple wrongdoings around the Hillsborough disaster we will chat to Tony Evans and uh, fellow survivor uh, Richie Greaves about the intervening 10 years because they have been eventful and along with all that Leona Maguire and Katrina Matthews talking ahead of the KPMG Irish Open from Dromolan Castle they're in conversation with Ashley O'Reilly who was talking to them today so uh, we'll play you a good chunk of that conversation as well 53106 the text number we are at off the ball on Twitter Mick McCarthy here in studio hey Joe and Richie McCormick is there as well hello Richie gents how are you we are very well that's a good lineup, Mick it's not a bad show tonight yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah look I can't, can't argue with it a lot to talk about uh, Leona Maguire Andy Dunn and then bookended by uh, two very very serious but very very important pieces that I can't wait to hear yeah Absolutely. And uh, like I said, Dr. Uh, he goes by Mickey. I mean, Dr. Michael Collins is how he's referred to generally in the literature. So, I, I, well, I'll call him Dr. Collins to begin with. Uh, he's <laughs> in studio doing a conference at UCD at uh, the weekend on Saturday, and he's a renowned expert in concussions. So uh, that's a topic where there's so much information and it's very complicated. And he's at the cutting edge and actually changing you know, all the time as well. well very much so. And, yeah. and he's, yeah. he, he, I think, uh, amongst other things, he, I don't think he'll downplay the um, consequences or the risks, but certainly doing some reading in advance of the interview, he will sound a positive note about treatments and how treatments are evolving. And uh, treatment is very active. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we would think concussion go and rest in a dark room, but actually there are. I'm not going to attend to science, but there are six different <laughs> types of concussions and uh, there are different types of treatment across the board and they're, they're active treatments. It's not just rest. And he's you know, very confident if you're having symptoms. There's a lot we can do to get you right again. So that's, you know, that's um, a message we don't hear that often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, it, it was up until a couple of years ago, I think it was becoming more and more, you know, I suppose the future of sport in the contact sport especially was kind of in question mm. in many ways and I know I, I've, I've been hearing a lot of stories about American football recently and how the the kind of fear of parents letting their children play uh, football has has kind of it's probably reached its peak and is on its decline now and people are kind of back into it a little bit more and that might be a post-COVID thing but I wonder is it from uh, intimate knowledge of uh, concussion research and development I would doubt it but Ultimately, if that is going along the same way, and you have to think that you know that this has been treated so seriously in the last 10, 15 years, that people like Dr. Collins are going to dig into it in a way that's never been done before, and hopefully we will see. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't think we can ever eradicate the dangers of <laughs> no. head injury. You know, unfortunately. No. And 
different people are more susceptible than others. All of these um, variables are out there. For instance, say I was reading if you're liable to suffer from car sickness, you're more prone to concussion. Right. So what happens if you used to be prone to car sickness, but you grew out of it? That's a very specific question I've just asked you there, Joe. Sorry about that. I'll put that to Dr. Collins. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be my experience. Car sick when I was a kid, not as I was an adult. Yeah. Oh, I'd still get it. Yeah? Badly. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no. It wouldn't, oh, yeah. it wouldn't be too bad. Enough. But then again, maybe I learned all the tricks when I was a kid and I subconsciously don't do things like reading, reading. in the back of a car. Oh, or I could, three lines Yeah, reading. Would Always look out me. the window. Do you know the, do you know the key to car sickness show? Right. You're moving, you have to have your eyes on something that isn't. So that's out the window, at the road, whatever it might be. Very important. On the horizon or can you look That's to why you right? can't help yourself in on a, like a, a boat's no good <coughs> for you. There's, oh, no, well there's, no, there's nothing steady yeah. on a boat. Oof. No, not on the horizon. Like literally just like look at the look at the road. That's why you don't get it when you're driving. But if you look yeah, I don't get it when I'm driving. Yeah. If you're looking to your left, is everything not whizzing by? The, it's steady though it's 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 in its same place you're watching it where it's supposed to be it's not okay. moving with you it's motion oh, sickness motion sickness yeah, yeah yeah there's no escape in a boat that, I mean no that escape is in a boat. that sea that is, is moving it's, oh. not, it's not it's not concrete that is uh, nothing worse um, we should start the news round because there's, there's plenty going on and even some breaking news uh, <laughs> things are in Stuart Lancaster but uh, we'll come to that in due course the news round as ever is brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day we are uh, Richie we're trying to make some uh, bit of extra time for uh, Dr Collins here in the studio so we've asked you to only bring us the uh, the essentials I can speed read Joe if you want uh, to trigger the trade as well I can, you know, I think, if you enunciate and if you add, um, project you're adding time I th- well I think me and Mick not talking about car sickness also uh, could be considered <laughs> probably would do it yeah, yeah. Richie yeah. 1.5 yeah. speed let's go <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> uh, it's an important contest in the Republic of Ireland's Nations League group this evening with Scotland and Ukraine playing a game that was originally scheduled for March but was postponed due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Kickoff at Hamden is at 7.45. Don't do it. There is, <laughs> you asked me. No. There is nothing worse than you were listening to a podcast and you do, it does hit you. I think I've, I think I've 1.5 to that. It's impressive, but I wasn't listening to a word you said. Yeah. So. Scotland play Ukraine this evening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scotland, Ukraine this evening, yeah. Kieran Tierney in for the injured Andy Robertson for the Scots. Looks like they've gone with five at the back. That could well change, though, uh, come kickoff time. No Alexander Zinchenko for Ukraine either. And meanwhile, Erling Haaland could pay a visit to the Aviva in November. The FAI has confirmed a pair of friendlies for that month. The 17th of November is when Norway will come to town and Ireland will be off to the Takali Stadium on the 20th of November for a friendly with Malta. Mm. Uh, elsewhere, the Ireland under-19s have made an ideal start to their European Championship qualifying campaign. A hat-trick from Cork City's Marco Mahoney spurred them on to a 6-0 win over Gibraltar in Colwyn Bay this evening. Tom Mowenside played group host Wales on Saturday. The Welsh today played out a goalless draw with Hungary. And Vera Powell will be without Leanne Kiernan for next month's World Cup playoff with Scotland or Austria. Liverpool have confirmed the striker will be out for several months with an ankle injury that was sustained in their WSL win over Chelsea. I'm not sure what the average attendance for Ireland-Norway in a friendly would be expected to be, but if Highland is playing... That it wouldn't be a million miles off filling it, I would think. He's he's already has you that. Think status. so? You think he's he's one of those I want to yeah. go and see this guy in the flesh <laughs> while he's still relatively young before he becomes an even an untouchable superstar under Ronaldo Messi. My my Thanks. first thought this evening, my first thought this evening when I saw the friend he was announced was, oh Jesus, the eldest would love to see Alan, so I might try and have to yes. get tickets for that one. He's so also, yeah, like that, I, that will be replicated around a lot of the places. I think he, so. He's also a player, Richie, that like you. 
there's something very specific about Erling Haaland that I think lends himself to really wanting him to see in person. Mm. More so than a lot of the other players. You can kind of see what they do on TV. Whereas this guy, it's like, it's such a physical specimen. And a lot of it's to do with his understated and unusual movement that they talk about. Yeah. You know, that's that's the guy you almost want to watch for 90 minutes. Uh, totally. Like, I'll be there one way or another. And it's for all those reasons as well. And so there's both the kids aspect, mm. as in Richie had that thought and so did lots of parents. And then Damien Duff was saying in the paper, we mentioned on the football mm. show with Dan, that Duff adores Erling Haaland and has made a 15 minute video that uh, he's given to his various strikers and they watch it daily and it's all about his movement. So I would quite like to go and just watch him yeah. for 80% of the game, just see what he's doing and also I want to see how big he is. Mm. And then the other 20% <laughs> is watching Ireland stuff him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now if we all get there and Erling Haaland's on the bench. Oh, uh, like it's a friendly <laughs> against Ireland. Yeah. It's probably not their biggest game that week. There's nothing, there's nothing sure yeah, there's nothing surer than he will be injured in the week leading up to the friendly. Mm. Like, nothing surer in the world. Queuing a lot of disappointed 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, tickets will be sold and that's all that matters. How does your 10-year-old say to you, I don't really want to go anymore? Well, I guess you won't, <laughs> you know, you won't, we won't see the team named until an hour before. If they put him in the squad and then stick him on the bench, there'll be uh, groans oh, around yeah, the stadium. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's their, this game for them is our Malta. What's their other game, do you know? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Just assuming. Gonna, I'm assuming that Erling Haaland is selling you. friendlies for them now as well. You know what I mean? Like it's See, I think it's tricky because we're into... These are like these are two teams not going to the World that's Cup. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The World Cup types are on a different schedule. Like Dan was saying at one point there was a danger Ireland could be playing Malta on the same day the World Cup starts. <laughs> now, that would feel like a moment to really... Question whether you how, how patriotic you are. Am I going to watch this friendly against Malta? In Malta. Yeah. Or will I watch the World Cup? Will we do a piece on John Aldridge's two goals to get us to Italia 90 before that game? I'm more enthused about the chess piece <laughs> that we discussed last night. Uh, Katie Taylor is fighting again and quite soon. Yeah, and not in Crow Park as expected. She'll return to the ring on October 29th. The undisputed lightweight champion will face Karen Elizabeth Carabajal at Wembley Arena. Taylor's Argentine opponent is unbeaten in her 19 professional outings thus far, but she is yet to fight outside of her native country. Uh, Dan McDonnell, as I mentioned last night, texts me if I make a mistake on air, and he's been very quick off the mark this evening. Within 30 seconds of me uh, saying that we might be playing them on the day the World Cup starts, he says we are playing them on the day the World Cup starts. Uh, they haven't confirmed kickoff for that reason. I'm literally in live conversation here with Dan McDonald. That they said so that's the reason they haven't confirmed the kickoff time. I think Come on, Joe. Try and, try Qatar to... and Ecuador or Arnold Malta. What are you going to pick? Yeah, I just... it's a fair point. Qatar and Ecuador. Like you know, if we're playing at the same time, I still think we should avoid kicking off at the same time as the first game of the World Cup. They won't. They won't. Yeah, it'll be okay. Don't worry, Joe. You'll be able to watch both thrilling matches. <laughs> Dan, any other thoughts? <laughs> just text me. Dan's our first ever virtual uh, yeah. guest on the Dijon Spirit. So, um, oh, interesting news from Westmead. Yeah, ratification season in full swing. Desi Dolan will succeed Jack Cooney as Westmead manager this evening. The 2004 Leinster medalist expected to be ratified as the Lake County's new senior manager at a meeting of the county board. Dolan will be assisted by fellow All-Star John Keane, with both having worked under Cooney last year as Westmead won the Talton Cup. Dan McDonald is typing. (laughs) (laughs) I suspect suspect to call me a name. Uh, We have cricket then. 
Yeah, Ireland are one win away from a place in the Women's T20 World Cup Finals. They beat Scotland by 19 runs in Abu Dhabi this afternoon to finish second in their qualifying group. And it's just been confirmed in the past few moments that Ireland will play Zimbabwe for a place in the finals. But Zimbabwe today beaten by the United Arab Emirates. Also confirmed that Ireland's men will play a test match at Lords next year. They'll face England in a four-day test at the home of cricket starting on June the 1st. Uh, final McDonald point. It wasn't to call me a name. It was to let you know, Mick, Norway's other game Mm-hmm. is against Finland. Mick being very harsh there in Ireland. Yeah, but that's a local derby, Dan. Scandinavian derbies, there's no quarter asked nor given. This is like, I'm not passing the salt to Mick from Dan. Uh, Dan says, there ends my virtual contribution. So he's out, mic drops. So uh, Finland and Ireland. Okay, thank point. you, Dan. There you go. So uh, world rowing, what stage are we at? These are progressing. They, yeah, we've got to quarterfinals in certain events today. That'll obviously continue on through tomorrow in the Czech Republic. But Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy safely through to their AB semi-final at the World Rowing Championships. The Olympic gold medalists won their quarterfinal this morning in the lightweight men's double skulls. Phil Doyle and Kona Patsaya missed out on qualification for the AB semis of the men's double skulls by just three hundredths of a second. Hugh Moore qualified for the CD semi-finals of the men's lightweight skull. And Brian Kolsch is into tomorrow's semis of the men's skull. He also narrowly missed out on a place in the AB deciders. We are at some stage, we were talking about doing it today, but Andy Dunn's going to come into the studio. We're going down a slightly different route after eight o'clock. But we, we, we were considering doing a piece on the financial crisis in English club rugby and may well do that uh, in due course with Chris Jones from the BBC potentially. And uh, you've got some details on this. This is, um, I think, getting quite serious, we're saying, Richie, at this point. Yeah. It's very serious now at this stage. Wasps are on the verge of relegation from the Premiership. The club are to appoint an administrator with the two-time European champions £35 million in debt to bondholders who are due to be paid in May. Premiership regulations state that clubs who enter administration will automatically be relegated. Meanwhile, Worcester once again face the prospect of being suspended from all English RFU competitions. The union wants assurances the club will be able to pay their players and staff, have a credible plan to take it forward, as well as insurance cover, and they want all that, but 5pm on Monday. Sunday's Premiership match with Exeter only went ahead after a last-minute safety certificate was granted for Six Ways Stadium and they also play in the Premiership Cup tonight. Very good. Uh, Richie, slurry, uh, slightly uh, curtailed this evening. Thank you very much. Yes, I can't even talk. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Uh, We will talk to Andy Dunn after 8 o'clock. The Irish Times, uh, Jerry Thornley reporting that uh, Stuart Lancaster to Racing 92 as head coach next season is pretty much all but Uh, done and confirmed so we'll talk to Andy about that amongst other things Mick thank you cheers Joe